SFL Nation, and welcome back to SFL Nights with AJ Stryker. Thank you so much for joining me today or tonight or whenever you decided to hit that play button or turn on that radio dial. Really appreciate it, y'all. Look who I have back here with me, Mr. Isaiah King III, Salt Lake City. How you doing? Doing all right. How about you? I'm doing good, man. It's been a long day, but we're here to make this happen, right? Yes, All right. So, uh, Mr. King and I will be going over um, the week in SFLM. And it was what a week it was. Week six was a, a sheer doozy, I should say that. Um, and then we're going to be doing our picks for week seven. And then I will have a little special mock draft. Um, Basically, the update for the mock draft from Mike Tenscrew. And I think, Isaiah, you want to come back like on the like towards the end of the SFLM and present your mock draft? Yeah, uh, probably around week nine, we'll present ours. All right, cool. Well, I'm definitely interested in seeing like, how they, if they are kind of similar, what you guys are looking for. So that'd be dope. I'm looking forward to that. And then my fourth and goal interview will include Mr. J Rock, cornerback of the Madison Lynx. And then I will have Mr. Daniel Wright, free safety from Tacoma Grizzlies. So it's going to be a great show, um, full of rookies, as I'd love to get their names out there and get them. If they want to do something, then do it. I encourage y'all to do anything y'all want to do. All right. So mm. <sighs> games of week six were absolutely amazing. First off, we had some real nail biters, man. And uh, did you get a chance to check them all out? Um, pretty much all of them, yeah. Yeah. Man, it was some great stuff. We did have the Albuquerque Adams taking on the Madison Lynx. I did choose Albuquerque to win. Um, the Lexington Miners took on the Tacoma Grizzlies. I believe I chose the Miners to win this game. Ottawa Calvary took on the Memphis River Runners, and I think that I chose Memphis. And with Salt Lake City, and again, San Jose, I chose Salt Lake City. Bro, we're gonna have to talk. You you you, you messed me up. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. We we got you next time. We got you next time. Okay, you know I hold you to it. But all right. <laughs> so here it goes. So so the Lexington Miners took on the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Grizzlies won thirty to seventeen. For passing, the Miners had 224 yards. They had 39 yards rushing, 263 yards total. Their time of possession was 19 minutes and 14 seconds with only three mistakes. The Grizzlies had 214 yards passing, 140 yards rushing for 354 yards total. Their time of possession was 23 minutes, 56 seconds, and no mistakes. So, Isaiah, do you think that it's because Grizzlies made no mistake, they put up way more yards rushing that they won this game? Um, Yeah, um, you know, turnovers are, are key in a lot of games. Uh, virtual football, real football. You turn over the ball, give the other team a chance to go score or anything like that, it, maybe you'll never catch up from one simple mistake like that. So I think I think that that's probably the key to this game. Okay, gotcha. Player of the game was Brad Jones, halfback, 
28 attempts, 139 yards, one touchdown, seven reception yards. Do you agree with that player of the game? Oh, yeah, man. He he killed it. Uh, 28 for 139, five yards to carry. That he, he just showed why he's one of the best running backs in the FLM. That's right. That's right. So the Ottawa Calgary took on the Memphis River Runners and the River Runner the River Runners won. Let's say that three times fast. <laughs> 16 to 13. <laughs> so Ottawa had 242 yards passing with 87 yards rushing and 329 yards total. Their time of possession, 20 minutes, 34 seconds with two mistakes. Uh, Memphis had 300 yards passing, only 59 yards rushing though for 359 total. They held the ball for 27 minutes, 11 seconds with one mistake. So what'd you think about this game? So I see in this game, uh, Scar Patterson, uh, he performed real well. Um, Ottawa fell by three. Um, I see they threw two interceptions. Um, again, turnovers can make or break a game, especially um, a key performance from a uh, strong safety, Harry Husky, 13 tackles, uh, caused a turnover. Um, I mean, 13 tackles from the safety spot can be a uh, big time and getting a pick in there too. Um, on the Memphis side, I see their quarterback threw for 300 and, uh, oh, it's OJ. Very efficient. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 37, uh, 49, one touch, pretty efficient. Uh, his O-line kept the sacks to a minimum. So, I mean, when, you, when you're efficient like that and the defense was solid across the board, when you're efficient like that, uh, and you manage the game well. You hit your receivers. I mean, it's a it's a gimme. Gotcha. So much so that OJ Bruin was the, the player of the game with 37 attempts out of 40. Well, I'm sorry, 37 completions out of 49 attempts, 300 yards, one touchdown, and a quarterback rating of 88.8. And a fun fact about this game: if you didn't get a chance to watch it. It went to overtime. None, neither one of these teams was giving it up. Last second, the 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 scoring was a. I think they won by a touchdown. I mean, not a touchdown, but a um a field goal, and it was very yeah. exciting. It was so exciting, man. Cameron Irvine did our commissioner actually did the um, broadcasting for that game, so of course he made it exciting to watch. Oh, oh yeah, that that had to be a good one. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. So the Albuquerque Adams took on the Madison Lynx and the Adams won 28 to 20 in a very tight game. The Adams had 105 yards passing, 210 yards rushing, 315 yards total. Their time of possession was 16 minutes, 37 seconds with no turnovers. The Madison Lynx had 297 yards passing. 142 yards rushing with 439 yards total. Their time of possession was 25 minutes and 54 seconds with two mistakes. So how did Madison hold the ball longer and put up more passing yards but still lose the game? Um, well, as I look at the statistics here, um, I'm gonna say one thing, Douglas Brown, four touchdowns, 215 yards. I mean, 
Madison could have did whatever they wanted, but on the defensive side of the ball, they they couldn't stop him. 22 for 215, almost 10 yards per carry. That's, I mean, I LM. I mean, that that's crazy. I mean, there's nothing you can do to stop that. Um, you can play as good as you want. I mean, that's just a shootout, and they would just have to outscore them. So, yeah. They sure did. They sure did. But it was so close, you know, and um, it's it's crazy how you can play the number one seed and just be that close to beating them. So you you have like the right recipe. All you just needed to do is add a little bit more spice to it. You probably would have got that win. But Douglas yeah, Brown. And uh-huh. Go ahead. Oh, and all, I was just going to say, uh, also, it's those two turnovers. Um, that's that's what really got him. Yeah, probably at the most inopportune times as well. So, but Douglas Brown was your player of the game, halfback with 22 attempts, 215 yards, four touchdowns, as you said earlier, and averaged 10 yards per carry. Woo, somebody was working. Now, let's get to this Salt Lake City Rustlers game in San Jose Flight. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <So> <laughs> of which the flight won 24 to 19. And Salt Lake had 374 yards passing, but 70 but 70 yards rushing at 440 yards total. For, I'm sorry, 444 yards total. Their time of possession, 20 minutes, 50, I'm sorry, 25 minutes and 50 seconds with two mistakes. The passing game for San Jose was only 94, but they had 218 yards rushing, 312 yards total. They held the ball for 18 minutes, 10 seconds with no mistakes. So would you say that the mistakes is what kind of killed you guys or what was I would it? say our mistakes, yes. Our offense kind of started off slow. And then on the defensive side, when our offense usually starts slow, we hold out. But uh, we kept blitzing the edges and leaving the, the middle wide open. And Jimmy Hazard was just, and his O-line was just taking advantage of it. Uh, Getting key blocks downfield on me and the other DBs and the linebackers. It just, he killed us. So, yeah. And so much so, unfortunately. Fortunately, <laughs> but unfortunately. <laughs> Jimmy Hazard was the player of the game, man. Halfback, he had 200, I'm sorry, uh, 27 attempts, 222 yards, three touchdowns, and 22 reception yards. So, what do you think overall about week six? Um, week six to me, uh, it was a it was an interesting week to see how you know Giants could fall, we fell, and then um, you know the Adams played a close game. Uh, I think it just shows that any team in the SFLM can uh, you know go out and and go get a go beat any team. Mhm. Any given Sunday is what we say. Any given Sunday. <laughs> yeah. So on the 28th, as the website shows, um, on the 28th, we will have the following games that will be shown on YouTube. As a matter of fact, when you check the description, you can get the latest game day information as well as where to actually find these games. But on the 28th, the Ottawa Calgary will be taking on the Albuquerque Adams. And I am going to go with Albuquerque Adams on this one. They've just been playing really strong this season. Um, and 
I don't know if Ottawa has quite what it takes to get it. But hey, y'all prove me wrong every week. So let's see. What about you? I think Albuquerque will just keep holding out. Um, they had a tough test last week, but I think they're showing why they are one of the top teams. Yeah, definitely. Next up, we have the San Jose flight taking on the Birmingham Fuel. And again, kind of on the other end of the spectrum, I'm hoping Birmingham gets one win this season, you know, just to just to say we got one. Um, don't know if it's going to be this week against the San Jose flight because looking at how San Jose played y'all, you know, they definitely got those pieces, especially if Jimmy can get open. So I think I'm going to go with San Jose on this. One. What do you think? Um, I'm going to say San Jose because, I mean, yeah, Albuquerque, they, they, they're a good team and they have some good key pieces, but they just can't put it all together. So I'm going to stick with San Jose on this one. Okay. Gotcha. And so the Madison Lynx will be taking on the Tacoma Grizzlies and the way both of these teams have been playing. Any, it could be anybody's game. Um, if it is, it's probably going to be a shootout. Um, I'm thinking, hmm, I'm, hmm, this is hard. I think I might go with the Tacoma Grizzlies on this one, um, just because of Brad Jones. But if, if Madison is able to stop Brad, then they will have a chance to win. Um, Tacoma, I think, I think that running game is lethal. And I think uh, I think Brad Jones can get it done again this week, like he did last week. Yeah, definitely. Um, a weapon that they have that they will utilize. Um, and then, lastly, the Memphis River Runners will be taking on your Salt Lake City Rustlers. So, I know Salt Lake is pretty upset about this loss that they took this week. I'm sure, Memphis is still going to be reeling from that win that they had. Um, it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be tough, but I think I'm going to go with Salt Lake City Rustlers on this one. What about you? You know I, I have I to ask. go with my boys all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know I have to go with my boys all, all day. Tommy's going to get his 300. Bicel's going to do her thing. Kelsey's going to do her thing. And our defense is going to show why we're the best again. All right. I'm going to be looking for it. Now, listen, this is going to be my second week, y'all. <laughs> All right, now. We got you this time. We got you. We almost, we almost have to come. That's true. That's true. I can't take nothing away from that because y'all almost, y'all almost did. <laughs> so. But um, thank you so much for your help, man. Next up, I have my mock draft. Excuse me. With Mike Tinscrew. Coming right up. All right, and as promised, Mike Tinscrew's mock draft. We're going to see who actually um, changed. Maybe somebody was added to the board. Maybe somebody dropped down a couple spots. Stay right here to find out. But before I start, I want to say that if you want to get more information about us, um, including the mock drafts, including articles and um, different things, stats, anything that you want to know about the SFL, Visit www.simulationfl.net. Find out all the information that you need there and even join our community through the Discord there. You'll also hear from great content creators like Dave Axis, 
Nelson Lozano in Inside the League. Now, with Dave Axis, his shows is every Tuesday, every Thursday, so you can catch him at the tees. How about that? And then you have Nelson Lozano every Monday and Friday with Inside the League. You have Coach Craven Brian by Brian Craven. His show actually airs, I believe it's every Tuesday or Wednesday, or Wednesday, depends on when, when the... Um, when it actually comes out, but I think it is every Wednesday. And of course, you have Tyler Falk and Miss Kendra Hall doing Netma on Wednesdays at 8 p.m. So Dave's shows at 9, Nelson's shows are at 9 and 10. Um, Craven's shows usually come out around about 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And then Netma is at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. So, got a lot of stuff for you to enjoy during the week to kind of tide you over to those games that come out on the weekend. But, let's see what we have here. So, in the quarterback position, we have Joseph Green still sitting pretty at number one with Tommy Utah and Dave Burr coming up from last week. And that's one through three. Then we have O.J. Bruin moving down the spot. Scar Patterson... Eric Price, Trellis Blankton, Johnny Reno, and Gene Struthers are rounding everything off with no changes. Also in no changes in the running back position, we have numbers one through three, Douglas Brown, Bailey O'Shaughnessy, and Brad Jones. Followed by G.P. Wells, which have moved up to the fourth position, but Jimmy Hazards has moved down one position. Um, Brooke Basil, we have Randy Squarebush, Trey Finnick, and Adrian Ellis with no changes from six through nine. In the fullback position, we have Aaron Alexander, Terrell Sutherland, Hansoro, Hanzo, Hatsusoro, Hanzo. I know he's gonna kill me, I'm sorry. Um, and Paul Rainbow, all one through four with no changes. But we have Misha Oles that have um, actually jumped onto the fullback board. So welcome, welcome. And Chris Brighton has actually moved down a spot to the sixth position. Wide receiver, we have Nate Ritters. Nate Ritters sitting at number one with Shane Kaufman moving up, then followed by Justin Blackwell, Ryan Roosevelt, and David Hernes. Gurneys, please y'all forgive me, please. <laughs> um, actually moving up in their spots while Kelsey Brown um, has moved down. Usex Denanova has moved up while Nick Lockett has moved down. Have Doug Spelling, Mike Savage, Josh Stiles sitting at numbers 9 through 11 while Israel, Israel Adams has moved up while Merck, Mike Churchill yeah, Churchill has moved down. We have Henry Myers the third, Logan Strange, Ace Sharp, Zachary Patton, and Oren Darby rounding off the 14 through 18 spots. Then at the tight end position, number one, two, and three is Polly Truth, Jim Copeland Jr., and Rupert Westlode. Followed by Tylon Steele. Um, Eric Ketchum and Caesar Ackerman, all three moving up to the fourth, fifth, and sixth positions. Bill Henry has dropped down a spot to the seventh with Al uh, Anthony Delano and Yaren Hammer rounding everything off at the eighth and ninth position. Outside linebacker, we have Perrin Aba, Nathan Fury, Zeke Cummins, Aiden Bleeker, John Van Ban. Patrick Kelly, Brian Finch, and Mike 
Mitchell Witters all rounding out that first through eighth positions with no changes. For the de defensive end, we have John Laley, Brogan Spiral, Frank Stackhouse, John Swift, Mike Bilet with no changes in their positions from one through five. Matthew Holford moved up while Morgan Mills and Marcus Siege Sledge, excuse me, moved down, and then Julius Maximuth is rounding out the ninth position in defensive end. Defensive tackles include Robert Carone, Chance Wall, T.C. Turner sitting at one, two, and three. We have Tiger Sinanta moving onto the board at the fourth position. Congratulations, while Mr. Isaac Forrester has moved down one notch in the fifth position. Linebackers, we have sitting at the number one through three spot, Axel Raven, Leon Thunderman, and Stephen LaForge moving up while Garrett Hudson has moved down. We have Stephen Black and David Ware sitting at the fifth and sixth positions with Taz, Tazzy Blackwell moving up. But Earl Fields, the fourth, I'm sorry, the fifth has moved down. Miles Gibson, John Martin, Bogey Barr are all sitting at the ninth, 10th, and 11th positions while Derek Mo Williams has moved up. Philadelphia Collins has moved down. Then you have Zed Markov, Yokov Zolotov, excuse me, K-Shine, Josh Slap, and Lucine Corvins actually adding herself, himself to the board. Congratulations. While Jaleel Usman and Zeus Howard have moved down two notches, rounding out that 20th, 19th, and 20th spot. And lastly, let's scoot on over. Actually, not, not necessarily last. Cornerback positions. We have Cody Griffin, Jihad Brody, Don Fletcher, Jay Rock. Jay Rock just got added to, well, actually moved up a spot. So he is now in the fourth position while Jermaine Minifield has moved down. Terrence Pearson has moved up. Xavier Hawkins moved down. Laquan Smith has moved up. Ty Woodson has moved down as well as Derek uh, Bullock. You have it. Daniel Valentine and Roy Vance. Stuart Zomella has actually been added to the board. Congratulations. And Josh Ramsey has moved down. In the free safety position, Isaiah King, our co-host, the third, is number one free safety, followed by Justin Rizad and Daniel Wright. Josh Rowe. We have Gerald D. Gone, Deshaun Evans. Ronnie Rifo has actually moved up a spot while Michael Lister has moved down. Kenny Miller has moved up. Amari Rar has moved down. Last up is Cyrus Jive. In the strong safety position, we have Dante Grimm, Isabella at Blackwell. Hey, Isabella. And Frank Custer uh, actually moved down. Isabella moved up. Bryant James and Adrian Blaine has moved up as well. Mike Jones. Harry Husky, Nana Layla has moved down. Kenny Slider, Danny Sakharides, and Terrence Weary has stayed in the same positions. And kicker punter, Dane Morrow is number one. Paul T. Let's see if I can move this over a little bit. Paul T. Patua and Chance Torin rounding out the first through the third spot. So. There have been some changes I noticed in the quarterback. Actually, all of them. Let me see. In the quarterback position, definitely, um, I did notice a change. 
um, with OJ moving down a little bit, Tommy Utah and Dave Burr moving up. Um, and so this is gonna keep happening depending on how you are in chat, um, the progressions that you make, all of that is taken into account when Mike does this. So if you don't hear your name, don't be discouraged. You still got a few more games left to go ahead and prove yourself and uh, see how far you can get up on this mock draft, all right? But next up, we have my fourth and goal interviews. Coming right up. Hey, what's up, SFL Nation? What's up, SFL Nation? And welcome back to my fourth and goal interview. Tonight's guest is free safety for the Tacoma Grizzlies, Mr. Daniel Wright. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's a beautiful old day here, so I can't complain at all. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. Doing fantastic. It's a very, it's a humid day in Georgia. <laughs> but other than that, it's good. Well, I'm glad that you took time to be on the show. Really appreciate you joining me all the way from Canada. And um, I wanted to everybody to get a chance to know you. So if you don't mind, give us your hometown, your age, some interesting facts about yourself, and your favorite NFL team or football team, Canadian team. Okay, first I'll go with my real name, which is Thomas Fulridge. Okay. Player for Dan, right? Uh, 31. <laughs> uh, I'm from a little small fishing community in Babel's, Newfoundland, Canada. So we're a little tiny island off the East Coast. Uh, my favorite football team, believe it or not, is the New England Patriots. I know I'm going to get a whole lot of booze for that. I know. <laughs> Just look behind me. There's Boston Bruins. I'm all Boston everything. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgive uh, you. I mean, at least you didn't say Green Bay, but still, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, that would have been a little worse. Next, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I played basketball all through high school. So that's cool. I, I, there's no football here, believe it or not. No football at all. You can't play football. You can't grow up with football here. So I was, uh, I was more into basketball. And so uh, after I got through high school with it, I started coaching basketball as well. So I started coaching all the youngins after me. So I started teaching them plays. Uh, we won a few championships together. So that's a, that's a cool little thing that happens around here. Uh, another thing is uh, after uh, grade 11, I had probably a job that most people would not understand or know at all. Okay. Uh, I got hired for military reenactment. So what that is, is you put on like cotton of the old gowns of the past wars and things like that. And you act out scenes from that. So up here on Signal Hill in St. John's, uh, we were known for the battle with most of the shore, most of the places here. Say, I'm a sorry, small the battle military crew in the battle uh, of St. John's what? that uh, it's a French battle. Uh, the Spanish succession would be the, will be the name. So the French, uh, the French, we were still part of the British Empire at this time. So the French uh, burned most of the villages here, and they went to tar to take Signal Hill, which is just this giant giant hill on top of next to the ocean. Because uh, it was winter, I think, at the time. Uh, what they did was they acted out and fired cannons from the shore to make it look like that there were so many people there that they turned and fled on the spot. So, it's, so to work a cannon, you need four people, but they did it by twos. So there looked like there was double the people there. 
So all the boats that were Art. coming in, they just turned themselves back. Yeah. So uh, I was part of the 27th Company 2nd Battalion Royal Regiment of Artillery. I started off a uh, six pounder uh, muzzle loader from the cannons. Uh, and then I eventually got to a point where I got promoted as you would do in military terms. And now I became uh, the sergeant and I became leading the stuff. And it's real fun. You get a sword, you get to use black powder. Not a lot of people get to use black powder in this day and age. So it's really fun, you know, to do something new and ex have a new experience of it. You're right about that. I, that, is, that is not what I was expecting you to say. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty cool, man. That's pretty new cool. New techniques so. and mysteries. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So tell me, how did you find out about us in the first place? Uh, believe it or not, uh, I'm with a small group of people. I'll try and shout out as much of them as I can while I'm doing this now. Uh, but uh, Justice Blackwell has a community called the Nighthawk Nation. So I'm with Justice, Tazzy, Isabella, Caesar Ackerman, Laquan Smith, Justin Reside is also part of it. Uh, and a few others, uh, Stephen Black and Adrian Blaine, and I believe uh, Marcus Slade and Steel Talent would be the last two. So we're all in a group. Uh, Justice joined first, and he's like, oh, you gotta, you gotta look at this. And at the end, there was like, too much about football. I like football, but you know, I never grew up with football. So I was like, okay, I'll take a chance. Got hooked in by the community. The community is just a great and wonderful sensation. Like to be a part of a family is something I've known and I've loved. The Nighthawk Nation is like a family. This community has started to become a family. I love Axel Raven. He's the one that really brought me into this, right? He's from my own team. He really made sure I felt uh, comfortable with it. And we've been friends. He's my bud now. <laughs> I think that's absolutely amazing. And I've actually had Axel on the show before. Yes, you have. And that's uh, that's really one why I wanted to come be part of this, actually. I seen he's first time, he struggles with anxiety a little bit, just like me. So I just wanted to put myself out there just like he did. Cause what he did was, I would say a bit heroic to actually build himself to that stance. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I've always been the type of person that wants you to feel kind of comfortable engaging with me, whether we're talking on the show or in public whatever i've never been the type of person that won't make to make people feel a little weird or in you know a little scared so i do everything i can to try to make everything as comfortable as possible i've even recorded questions for people and sent them to their emails so they can answer them and then kind of splice them together because they just didn't want to be on the show and so yeah i'll, I'll try my best to accommodate when i can but um I think it's amazing that you uh, had. I, I, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, no, no. I said, I think that's pretty good. I appreciate the effort to actually make me feel comfortable while I started to get myself to this point. So I appreciate that you're doing that. Anytime, man. Anytime. I got you. So it looks like you had Tacoma last night, too. You, you guys uh, hurt Lexington a little bit, huh? You had an interception yourself. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, the big thing is Tacoma's defense is probably one of the better defenses in the league, even though we had one week of bad games. People usually say, oh, they got destroyed by Memphis in the first week. But ever since then, our team has been working together as a team steadily and steadily. It's in the locker room. It's showing itself on the field. We're progressing each and week. We're learning ourselves. We're learning our plays. And we're just starting to uh, actually gel as a team. Even that 
at last uh, last night was because of Earl with the tip, right? He was the run in front, tipping the ball, and I came to pick it up. It's all a team effort. Our tackles are groups, replays a group, and we're just we're just one big happy family. Like I say again, family is what matters to me, and we're just a big group that. I think once we get drafted, we're all going to hang out together. We're still going to be together no matter what team we're on in the end. And that's that's perfectly fine. And that will be so good because you guys get a chance to kind of pull each other up when you're down. Now, it's going to be interesting when you're playing against your friend on another team. That is going to be very, very interesting. A little bit of healthy competition didn't hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. So why did you choose the position free safety? So um, that actually comes back to uh, my basketball background. Uh, I know there's star players uh, in every sport, like the people that you expect to score, to do all this, to be the big... Uh, I like being a role player more so than anything. I think role players are what brings the game forth and what the game matters most to. Cause the star can do a whole bunch of things, but in the last few minutes of a game, those role players get you to that point that you can win the game. So defense to me felt more natural when I played basketball. I was a six years defensive player of the year. So all I did was play defense. I didn't score a whole lot, but to me, that's what mattered most to me was playing defense and transitions that way to me. I want to be the guy that helps the team get stops so our offense could win the game for us. Perfect way to look at it. I like that. Because I was wondering how you were going to equate the two, but you did it pretty good. <laughs> but um, so do you have any aspirations to do anything in the league besides be a player? Would you like to um, perhaps try broadcasting or stats team or um, perhaps maybe be a scout or a coach someday? So uh, is once I get more familiar with the game, more familiar with the group, I would like to actually try my hand at coaching because I am familiar with basketball coaching. And the same philosophies can be transitioned to football. The star players, the role players, work as a group, team effort, all that transitions no matter what sport you play. I think that would be a perfect spot for me to try. I also would like to try scouting. I have picked up a few plays learning as we play each week i'm trying to pick up the plays as we go it's a little harder if you're not into football or you've never played football but i'm slowly picking them up as we go i think two of those are the major things uh stats i could probably have fun with i like numbers but i think scouting and eventually coaching would be my big thing okay sounds absolutely amazing and that's important too for when you have owners and gms um that watch the show you know, when they watch, they they look at you, you know, and how you interact and things like that, how you interact in the chat and everything. Um, but they also want to know what your future aspirations are. So if you would like to coach, they can get with you on, you know, give you some pointers on that. If you have a, uh, a passion for scouting or stats, you know, they'll be able to kind of utilize you um, for something more than just, you know, in the field, which ultimately, you know, can lead to um, higher picks in the draft, things like that. Not to say that if you don't do anything that you won't get drafted. That's not what I'm saying. But it does help if you can help because they have so much other things to do, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Any way to help the team, yeah. Absolutely. Speaking exactly. of the team, what are your expectations from the team that drafts you? Uh, my biggest expectation is 
Uh, to be comfortable in the locker room, I need a locker room that's motivated, that's like talking. You need you need to have a bond together. And that's the biggest thing with daily. And they were like saying, good morning. We're cheering ourselves up. We're getting ready for game day. And I feel like in order to progress to the next level, the pro level, you need a you need a group that's similar in design. Otherwise, um, you won't have the same effect on the field. You start to lose interest a little bit. And last thing I want to do is lose interest in the SFL. So I think to me, a big group that's very talkative, that's friendly, that communicates. Communication will be the big. Okay. And Any that's other locker room can. And that's and that's really good. You know, it's good to let what your expectations are to be known so that when teams draft you, they can look at themselves and like, well, you know, will he be a good fit for us? Things like that because of your expectations. You're paying your money, you know, and, you know, you just want to have fun ultimately. So I get that. Um, so what type of person will someone be adding to their locker? Uh, can you repeat that? I don't think I heard that question. I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> so what type of person will a team be adding to their locker? Like what kind of personality will you bring? Uh, <laughs> but before that, I think you're going to get someone that's passionate about sports in general. I'm going to be passionate about the game. I, I want to learn and take in as much as I can about football, about people, about, you know, about the community itself. And I think that will be the biggest uh, give for people that will want to draft me is I'm going to be in the locker room. I'm going to be talking. I'm in general chat. I'm going to be talking. I'm in, right now I'm in the minor chat and I'm talking almost daily. Love the people I've gotten to know, tricks and tips about scouting. Evan Lacey came to me personally to help me out and I appreciate all the work he's doing to help me with that. And I think that is what you're going to get with me. Just because I'm on the field doesn't mean I will do good. But if I'm talking, if I'm chatting, if I'm communicating, if I'm trying to help everyone that's there i think that's a bigger bonus in the end i agree that means more to some than anything you know um and last question for you how did you handle COVID? being in canada i would imagine maybe things were a little bit different um than it was down here in the u.s how did you guys maintain uh, actually, it's much different. Uh, I don't actually have my first COVID stock yet. So for us, we're still in a stage of lockdown as it were right now. So uh, I'm getting my first shot Wednesday. Uh, thank God, police here in Canada, we can't get the medicine or the vaccine as quickly as others. We don't have a plant that makes it. So we have to wait for people in the States, other countries to get it before we can get it. So we've been on lockdown for a long time. And I'm blessed here in Newfoundland is not as bad as in places in Ontario, Vancouver, places like that where they're like seeing thousands and thousands of cases. We only got a hundred cases at max at a time. So we're actually pretty blessed here. But that doesn't mean the threat keeping ourselves in lockdown. We've been steadily uh, keeping ourselves away from home. Hopefully now in the next couple of months, everyone will have the second vaccine here and then we can just hopefully get over the hump together yeah that was a that's truly a blessing um i guess my worry is that they're opening up things too fast down here you know um, oh yeah, yeah yeah because if it's a situation where it has to shut down again 
then you're going to probably wind up losing a whole, like probably double what you did the first time by shutting down. So <sighs> we'll see. We'll see how everything works out. But um, I invite you to come back on the show whenever you want to. This was amazing. Um, it's amazing getting to know you. And if you would, like after you've gotten drafted, things like that, if you want to come on, maybe share some more of your stories. Um, I also do mental health shows as well. If you're interested in coming back and speaking a little bit about that and just the differences, you know, between um, mental health here and probably can you know, in Canada, different things that you may have seen, things like that. Be happy to have you back on. Okay. Oh, yeah, that sounds perfect. I would love to be on again. I'm sure I could help a lot of people by telling my story with mental illness in comparison to what other people might be talking about as well. So I would love to be on. I appreciate that you took the time to actually get me on. <laughs> you forced, you kind of struggled me on, but I'm glad that I, I took the time to do so. Anytime. Everybody has a story. And if you want me to be able to share it with people, I'll be more than happy to do it every time. But I cannot let you go without <laughs> giving you the last word. So that could be a song, that can be a poem, or that can be just a simple shout out. But right now, Daniel, the floor is yours. Uh, I think I'm gonna shout out the person that put me to this place where I stand right now. And that's my loving mother, who has been dealing with cancer for a year and a half. And she's a battler. Three, uh, she has treated and she's still fighting. And uh, I'm blessed that she put me on the right path because I could have easily fallen into the wrong group with drugs, things like that. But she kept me on the straight and narrow and I'm blessed to be here because. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely noble of you. And she'll be in our thoughts and our prayers. All right. Thank you very much. I do appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure yeah. she'll be watching too. Please. And if she, you know, she has the, the energy and the strength to come on, I would love to have her too. I'd love to meet your mom. All right. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, I'll see what I can do about that. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Maybe draft night. Once you get drafted to a team, she'll be right there. <laughs> oh, she'll be cheering. I bet you she'll be coming through the door now, cheering me on, I say. <laughs> Perfect. Well, you have a wonderful night and I'm looking forward to seeing you on the field and talking to you again soon. Thank you and uh, have a good night. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to my second Fourth and Goal interview. Tonight's guest is Mr. J-Rock from the Madison Lynx cornerback. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? Ashley. I am doing fantastic, man. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah. It's always a pleasure. Cool, 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 cool. So, you guys almost squeezed out a win over the Albuquerque Adams. Almost, almost. But Brown, he's a monster, man. When he gets to running, there's no stopping him, really. We tried to contain him, but he's just uncontainable. Yeah. Douglas has proven himself to be a beast, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but tell me tell me about yourself so what is your if j-rock is not your name and if you feel comfortable giving us your name your name your age your hometown interesting fact about yourself and your favorite nfl team i was born and raised in fort worth texas but currently live in springtown texas right out of azel texas right outside we're pretty much on the border of fort worth you know um 
man, Dallas Cowboys, of course, is my team, even though we don't win or lose, win or lose. That's my team. I don't care what people think. Dallas is my team, always has been, always will be, you know. Uh, I build a custom fence with Marco Swift, the player Marco Swift. Me and him are actually friends in real life, and so is Jaden Swift. So got to get a shout-out to my boys. They got me started here. Oh, but, man, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, my player, he's uh, actually based on a real player that was a CB from 2005 to 2012 named Chris Johnson. Y'all probably know him. He was uh, number 20, uh, 37 from when he got drafted in 2005 for Green Bay. He played two years there. Then he went to the Rams for a year when the blackout Super Bowl happened. And I actually yes. know him. Oh, that's Jackson dope. lives in Texas. That, that is a great fact. And um, he did himself a favor when he left Green Bay. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to Baltimore and shined. He shined in Baltimore, you know. That was like his team. He always dreamed of playing for him. And in 2012, he got his chance and actually went to the Super Bowl. And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Sometimes it takes change to get to where you need to be. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. But tell me, what... Um, you had friends, Jaden and everybody. Was that... Were they the ones that actually got you started here or did you kind of have some prior knowledge about the league before you started i mean i had a little bit of knowledge of it because i remember the video game when it first came out when 360 very first came out and the game for this actually you could go and buy it at a store but uh i didn't know now and that that it's grown to this big kind of thing instead of Jaden and then were telling me about it. I was like, what are y'all talking about? And they were all like, hey, check it out. Watch. They pulled it up on their PlayStation 4. And I was like, what in the world? You know, I was like, man, I got to get in on this. You know, I got to get going with this stuff. This is awesome. This is football all the time. You know, that's great. I just love that. (laughs) That's good, man. That's good. So were you were you ever able to play sports yourself? Oh, yeah, I was a running back for Castleberry uh, for a while until middle school. And then I ended up getting into skateboarding and stuff like that and doing more aggressive sports than just football. That's where all my injuries came from. <laughs> what, the skateboarding or the, the yeah. sports? Just the sports in general, the stuff yeah. I was dreaming as the years went on. You know, I got to doing, ended up being real big into base jumping and then ended up messing up my knee from doing that for oh so God. many years that's where you jump from one rock to the other rock <laughs> you know but it's it's real complicated stuff but then uh uh i did karate most of my life my aunt owned the karate studio in river oaks when i was growing up so i'm i, I was doing karate for then till now 10 till 32 so wow and i still practice i still practice my karate every day do my cause <laughs> okay listen don't mess with you <laughs> Nobody don't want those problems. But tell me, so you know how to do the kick flips and the ollies and everything? Oh yeah, yeah, I definitely do. One hundred percent. All right. Oh, you ever put together a little video? I'd love to see it. You ever post it in chat? That'd be nice. Oh, definitely. All right. So tell uh, yeah, me. Definitely. <clears throat> so tell me, how do you feel about being a part of the Madison Links? Oh, those are my boys. Those are my boys. Uh, a shout out to Thunderman. Me and Thunderman have a thing going on. I don't know if anybody's noticed. You get the rock and the thunder in the game. Every game we're there. 
Uh, we're trying to boost that rock and the thunder. Um, Price, great quarterback, awesome guy. Everybody on the coaching staff there's really cool. Um, team to be with and such. A, I got picked up by them, and I, it was like, honestly, I lucked up, you know, going with Lux. It was definitely for real. And everybody, you know, everybody was like, no, he got picked up by Madison. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, dude, they're a great team. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, and, and everybody's been so friendly on the chat and getting to know everybody and all the players and the coaching staff is great. And and just just in, in general, the community that the SFL, MSFL has is really great. I like those guys a lot. Talking to them and just getting the games amped up. That's what we're about. Fantastic, man. And I've noticed, I've noticed that the rookies are, you know, starting to get active, especially when you see your name on, on those uh, mock draft boards and where people think that you're going to be going and things like that. That can kind of give you that spark that you need. But tell me well, about your progressions. Um, how do you think that, well, first of all, are you doing your own pro progressions or are, are the coaches helping you with that? Jacob Clear, he's just really good at progressions. I can't say nothing more than that. The guy, he knows his stuff. So, you know, I'm just, I let him handle it. And he's progressed me in the just the exact right ways that I need to be built for this team and this defense. And it works out great. So, I mean, the guy knows his stuff 100%. I just trust in, I just trust, a, trust in Clear, you know, just trust in Clear. All right, man. Well, good. That's good to know. That's really good to know. So tell me, what type, well, first, before I get to that, do you plan on being involved in the league in any other aspect? So that could be stats, that could be beat writing, that could be broadcasting, that could even be like scouting or coaching. Is there anything that you'd be interested in? I'm trying to, I would be interested in scouting, definitely. There's a lot aspect coming in to the SFLM that I haven't learned yet that goes with scouting you know you got to know the play calls you got to know the plays um getting all that stuff down because I'm, I'm i'm big into football and i know certain plays you know you always know the base plays but there's other plays out there that i don't know yet and i don't know the formations for but i would like to get into scouting for for a pro team and once i get up into the pros or even just for uh you know the SFLM. If I need to want to be a scouter for Lexington when I'm in the pros, I'll definitely do that for them. 100%. Great team in Madison. You know, no matter right. where I go from here. Okay, sounds good, man. Sounds good. So, what type of player will you be for? I should let me let me rephrase that. What type of personality will you be bringing to someone's locker room when you get drafted? Oh man, nothing but motivation for my guys. You know what I mean? I like to motivate my guys. I like to hype the guys up. Uh, even the guys on the other team, you know, I'll hype them up too. You know, if they have a good, good pass or a good block, I'm going to call it out. That was a good pass. That was a good block. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, like some, some guys, you know, some guys want to just be for their team, but I'm for, I'm for everybody. You make a good pass, good block, even if you're the opposing team. It's a good run, you know. I'm always the guy to motivate and just to help our lift our guys up. Okay, gotcha. That's pretty good. You need more of that. You need more positivity, definitely. Um, oh, yeah. Always me, positive. So what are your expectations of the team that drafts you? What are you expecting of the locker room? What are you expecting from your the uh, owners, the GMs, the coaches? Oh, just... I know, I know they're they, they're with a pro team, you know, so they got to be doing something right. It doesn't matter 
stuff. So I, I like to trust in my my coaching staff. You know, let them let them do their job. I'm going to do my job, and then you know if, we, if they have oh well, I didn't do well in this aspect. Well, what what would you think would be good? Do good for your defense. You know how you're working together to to build that right team. Absolutely, absolutely. So, one more question before I let you go: How did you deal with the COVID situation? Were you um, this close from losing it, like, or you know, how how was you? How were you affected by that? Oh, I I'm not really much. You know, I work construction, so you're not around a lot of people. So, you know, it was pretty much it's just me, Marco Swift, and Jaden Swift working together. So, it's just three guys, you know. And when you're out on a job site, when you're building new housing, when you're building around new houses, there's nobody there, you know, but you, but you. So other than going into the store and having to wear a mask, I mean, it wasn't really that much of a big difference other than when Walmart started, ha when the, when, when they was starting to run out of stuff, you know, that was a little bit of a, oh man, maybe not, but not too much. My dad is a survival dude. So I just, you know, if I needed doomsday prepper for real <laughs> you said he's a doomsday prepper yes ma'am he's a doomsday prepper so he was ready for all this you know he was prepared <laughs> so, so we probably you probably need to go over his house to get the toilet paper huh <laughs> oh yeah yeah definitely he's got a bunch of it it was ridiculous he's like you need water toilet paper he was telling me stuff you know, he's a truck driver that's a doomsday prepper. So it works out perfect, you know, works out great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Maybe he can be on the show too sometime. Yeah, yeah, he would love that. He'd be driving to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, listen, Jay, it was a pleasure to meet you. Um, of course, if you have any questions, Please feel free to contact me. I'm always here for you, especially during this, you know, your rookie season, trying to figure out how things go and everything. We're all here for you, man. All right. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll be looking forward to talking to you again, Ashley. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the show. Absolutely. And you can come back anytime you want. You can, you're definitely invited to come back even after you get drafted. You want to tell your story about that. I'd love to have you. But I cannot let you go without giving you the last word. So. That can be a song, that can be a poem, or just a simple shout out. Right now, the floor is yours. Oh, oh I didn't, it like cut out. No worries. I so I can't really understand you. <laughs> you're good. So I cannot let you go without giving you the last word. So that can be a song, that can be a poem, or just a simple shout out. Right now, the floor is yours, Jay. The thunder all night. They better be ready. <laughs> Every game day, it's rock and thunder defensive Lexington all the way all right then I love it man thank you so much for your time I really appreciate you you too all right see you soon all right bye all right everybody and that is it thank you so much for joining us this evening special thanks goes out to Mr. Daniel Wright Mr. J Rock and Mr. Mike Tenscrew, and I cannot forget my co-host, Mr. Isaiah King III. Thank you so much for being on. Did you have any shout outs, any last words you want to give out? Shout out to all my boys in Salt Lake City, 
ladies too. Frankie Custer, all of DB, Showtime, everybody. All right. Thank you so much. And of course, you're welcome to come back on. Help me host anytime you feel like it. I am looking forward to your mouth trap. You said week nine. I will be looking for week nine, okay? <laughs> all right. But everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Looking forward to bringing you another great podcast next week. But until then, y'all, stay safe. Treat each other well. Isaiah and Strike out. Oh.